Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's time for another episode of Jeff Rye, an American conservative. You know, one of the things you have to indeed give credit to these Democrats for is how they name things. Because when, when they make it sound like it's so, such a wonderful thing, you almost feel un-American if you don't go along with it. Am I right? And today we're going to talk about this most recent one that the Democrats are trying to pin Joe Biden's uh, agenda on, and it's called the Freedom to Vote Act, which can also be referred to as the American Voters' Rights Bill. I mean, that sounds pretty patriotic, and since an election and voting are like our, our most important thing that the Constitution protects us, then why wouldn't any red-blooded American want to do something to protect the voters' rights in a bill? But you know, we've now been around this progressive left and their agenda for the last year. And we're catching wise to some of their things, which I guess is indicative of the fact that Biden's approval rating has reached an unprecedented 33%. And just as a side note, can you imagine who the heck are these 33% out there that honestly, honestly now, believe that he's doing a good job? Please. So anyway, the Democrats come at us on this 600-page Freedom to Vote Act bill, and they say, doesn't it make sense that we have a, a, a set uniform voting policy that would be the same in all 50 states. And as part of their deal, they include in this thing, number one, automatic voter registration. Now, they craftily say citizens in this bill. They don't say American citizens. Mm-mm. They say citizens who access government services uh, let's, let's say the Department of Motor Vehicles or, or some other government agency, perhaps. It could be just getting government assistance. And these people would be automatically enrolled for voter registration. But then there's that little caveat. Unless they opt out of it. You think that's trying to perhaps bring in illegal immigration? or non-American citizens into this role? <laughs> they don't seem to think so. They want to bring in online and same-day registrations. They want to make Election Day as a holiday. Now, here's where they start getting it into our heartstrings, because they have a section in there for voters with disabilities and also older voters. And don't get me wrong, this sounds pretty good. And this thing makes, makes it easier for voters with disabilities and all that so they don't have to go into these long lines. And this allows these people to cast their ballot from a car 
or maybe outside a polling place, mm -hmm. which means they can also give it to somebody to bring in, which in a lot of states they refer to that as ballot harvesting. I don't know. I had a mother in an assisted care facility. She certainly wasn't going to be able to come in and, and, and wait in a line. So suddenly what? Joe, somebody comes in and says he's going to take all these ballots. Nobody knows that guy. We also don't know whether he's tampered with any of those ballots. But it's a good concept, isn't it? This bill also allows any voter, remember that's any citizen that deals with the government, <clears throat> it allows any voter to request a ballot by mail, and they don't need an excuse. This bill also bans the states from requiring voters to submit an ID to request a mail ballot or to require a notarization or a signature witness. In other words, anybody, any citizen, can request one. Going back to drop boxes. Oh, yeah. Remember, these, these came popular during uh, the COVID thing. Be uh, these were... Instead of having to go to the post office, you could just go to one of these, what used to be considered secure boxes, and just put your ballot right into it, right? Except that somehow, on election night, after 10 o'clock, some of these drop boxes were stuffed with ballots. So anyway, we have some states out there when it comes to drop ballot boxes, they want to make sure that you can only access them during active voting time periods and that they're also being observed at the times that you're able to put ballots into it. Well, this, this, uh, this voters' rights bill it doesn't mention anything about those items. Just the fact that drop boxes should be put, and it would be based on uh, area, on depending on the registered number of voters that they, that they have. As far as the voter ID, when casting a ballot, it used to be maybe considered a driver's license or a state ID or even a student ID. Not anymore. You can now use a bank card, a utility bill, you can use just about any ID. And in fact, you can, even, you can even get or bring a signed statement from another person who says that you are who you say you are. How about that? I feel comfortable with that, huh? You? This includes the felon reenfranchisement, it's called, which basically restores the rights of convicted felons to vote after they leave prison. After they leave prison. Now, that's got some, some kind of gray area there as to exactly what that means. You and I would probably think that means once they come away from where, you know, the actual bars are that keep them within. But it does so confuses that what do we do with probation period? After all, they're still serving their sentence. It's just on a probation basis. And this big deal thing that they're making on the food and water. This, this bill f forbids any kind of restrictions on food and water handouts to these poor, 
voters waiting in line, dehydrating. And this was truly nothing more than a response in Georgia where they said that anybody somehow who may have been considered partisan in the election process could not give out the water and food for these people. Didn't mean you couldn't have water and food. It just means that you'd have to have stands where you maybe could go up and buy water or things to that effect. But not the guys trying to just give it to the Democrats or just to the Republicans, in all fairness. So why do it? Why are these guys doing it? The Democrats claim that with all these reforms that are being done by all the states, because let's face it, we there's an awful lot of us think that uh, there was a lot of hanky-panky that went in this last election. And as a result, we have a number of states that have made changes to try to tighten up the ship a little bit, so to speak. The Democrats claim that as a result of these election reforms by, passed by all these states, that now we have 55 million Americans that are somehow going to be prevented from voting. If somehow you were to believe the numbers of the last election, you had 150 million Americans that voted altogether. But they're saying 55 million of them now are being affected as a result of these states that have changed their bills, which really tightened up the ship. So when they say that maybe we have people that are being prevented from voting, in, in reality, I think the states that have made these reforms, like requiring certain voter ID, this actually ensures that their votes aren't negated by fraud out there. It actually makes it easier to vote, you've heard it, easier to vote and harder to cheat. So what are the bad things that happen if we somehow get this new voters' uh, right bill? Well, the first thing and the worst thing would be the banning of state photo voter ID laws, which makes it impossible to verify the authenticity of the actual vote. And how about those drop boxes? If we force states to provide drop boxes without any kind of security protocols, how would we be able to say that it wasn't going to be stuffed again? And how do we handle these absentee ballots? Now, our founding fathers seemed to think that it was important for each state to be able to run their federal elections. And if we were to change this over to a federal unelected bureaucrat of the United States Department of Justice, then these election changes could be made, which would supersede anything any state would be able to do, and potentially make it unfair. And let's go back for a second to their deal where anybody who registers a vehicle or deals with a government agency automatically becomes eligible. There's a possibility that by doing it this way, we could have multiple registrations, right, of the same people. This time it would be, you know, Jay Patton. Next time it would be John Patton. We, we, we don't really know. But it could happen, couldn't it? Next thing you know, the same guy getting three votes, ballots, I should say. He'd be able to vote three times legally under this system. Our database system as we have it right now is far from being good. You move out of state, you move from, from this house over to that county in, a, uh, say, a different county. It, we don't have really any good method of purging 
the current system. I personally, if you listen to one of my old podcasts, I had seven election, they were different people now, seven different ballots were sent to my house last time. So don't tell me that this isn't setting itself up for craziness. And can you imagine if if you had something that wasn't tied into like a, uh, your voter registration tied into something which is an existing state record, such as a driver's license, can you imagine what the cyber criminals could do with this? And that same-day voter's registration, that, that just sounds right from the get-go like a bonehead idea. Some guy gets, is able to just walk up, fill out some papers, and he's able to vote? I mean, where is the accuracy? Isn't there anything that we should do to maybe help verify some of that information? We have two weeks in order to be able to purchase a gun. We're not even going to have two seconds to verify somebody can go in there and vote for the President of the United States. It just does not sound right. And all this flabbergasting coming out of the Democrats about the, the, the attack on democracy and, and, and as we know it is being destroyed by the Republicans. Do they ever say perhaps the fact that in the 2020 election that we had the highest turnout of voters since 1992? That's right. It was higher than both of the Obama ones. It was, it was the highest since 1992. So for that stupid statement out there that a voter suppression is taking place, that can be just chalked up with all the other fake news that this idiot administration has been throwing at us for the last one year. That's it from the top. Thanks again for sticking with me. And I look forward to our next episode. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.